Hey, welcome to Brace Country. Just a few months ago, we had a chance to talk to Georgia boy Ray Fulcher. He's the star of this episode of Braves Country. Ray has co-written four number one hits for Luke Combs. He was on the Georgia Bulldog football staff working with the quarterbacks on the field and has a master's in social science and education from UGA. Can't wait to introduce you to Ray Fulcher next on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to Braves Country, Tug Cowart along with Scott Munn, and uh, we've got Ray Fulcher with us, and you probably know a lot of Ray's work, whether you realize it or not. Uh, he is a uh, an incredible songwriter and has written songs for uh, Luke Combs, and he's uh, written songs for many others, including songs for himself, and, and is putting uh, new music out. As a matter of fact, today, he is a- headed out on his first, is this your first ever tour? No, first. No, uh. So not my first ever tour, but my first arena tour. For first sure. arena tour. First, so first ever arena tour. Uh huh. It's the first the, day he's joining the uh, "What You See Is What You Get" tour with Luke Combs and Ashley gracious. McBride. Aren't you in Billings, yep. Montana today? I'm in Billings, Montana right now. Yeah. How's and the weather? Not my first, not my first tour, but my first, definitely my first arena tour. So it'll be, um, you know, thousands and thousands of people there tonight. And in, in recently, you played with Luke up at App State. And yeah. as you and Drew Parker, I saw the pictures that you guys posted. It looked so awesome. Man, it was wild. You know, like 35,000 wild, you know, which is just pretty crazy to be playing music for that many people. Um, you know, and especially getting to play that, you know, kind of his hometown, homecoming, back to his college, you know, stadium. Uh, you know, that's hard to, hard to kind of beat, you know, playing that with – my one of my best friends and the guy who I've got a bunch of number ones with and stuff and also Luke and I was kind of hero here at church he went to school there mm-hmm. so to have all those common factors you know that's man that'll be tough to beat that's top of the line it's funny I always say because working country radio for the last uh, 21 years now yeah. I always say that Eric Church is the most po- the most the most important artist in country music today in my opinion yeah i mean he uh you know he carved he carved his own kind of path he did it his way and he's still kind of doing it his way and is and always a little bit left of center um you know but he's got you know he's got he's got some great radio success but 
compared to other artists, he may not have as much, but he can go and sell literally 70,000 tickets at, at one show, you know? And so he's, he's very interesting and uh, almost has like a cult following. Yeah. I'm one of them. I, it's funny yeah, because same. yeah, exactly. And it's funny, but my wife who is from upstate New York, she didn't grow up listening to country music like I did. And so right. I love Waylon and Willie and I love Porter Wagner and I love Conway Twitty and I love, uh, you know, go through the years and you can just name artists and I, and I love all of them. And it's funny because she doesn't have that same passion or that same background with the format of music. Right. She knows uh, Billy Joel, but it's interesting. The first artist that she ever kind of gravitated toward was Eric Church, and I think he has a pretty broad appeal, and that's a, one example of it. He does. I mean, you know, I think that uh, he's kind of a rock and roller, too, and so you get some of those people. But also, I mean, what do they say? Eric Church, it ain't your... Uh, it ain't your daddy's country, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's also not pop country at all. It's no. just like, you know, where it is your daddy's country, it's like, it's very honest and very, uh, you know, just who he is. But um, he doesn't kind of, in his own kind of left of center, um, sometimes even eclectic way, but the songwriting, I think, is what is so, so great, which is just my personal opinion, he's the best. Uh, you know, if Dean Dillon was the best country songwriter of the 80s and 90s, mm -hmm. I think I, my personal opinion is that Eric Church is the best country songwriter of kind of this generation. I so. think you're right. You know, I read that you uh, actually realized that you wanted to be a country artist and a songwriter after seeing Eric Church in Athens at the Georgia Theater in 2006. Is that true? Is And if so, like, what was that like to have that kind of realization moment? Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I uh, So, I, you know, I was, on, I was just going to be a teacher and a football coach, and, like, that's what my kind of plan was. And I always loved music growing up, especially 90s country, and my mom loved Elvis. My dad loved Motown all this stuff uh but i never really thought about i never really wanted to go play like i didn't have the fire to go just like pick up a guitar i was always you know busy with sports playing football and baseball and whatnot and uh but my friends you know they, they were fans of this new guy named Eric church and i was like a freshman and or sophomore in college and uh and they, they they took me to go see him and i remember just being like there was one song that made me want to run through a brick wall and the very next song was just him and a guitar playing a song called lightning which is about yeah. a gallon and like his kind of his thoughts of those last few days on death death row and like the last few moments of life and i was like it, it struck me because there was this guy that had me wanting to run through a brick wall and then he had me thinking so in depth about life and that song just hit me in a way like that no song ever had and i had never heard a song lyrically like that and so i remember going wait a second this changes it because like I, that's what i want to do that mm -hmm. you know and so um I bought a guitar the next week and then started playing shows a couple years later, you know, but it was just cover shows and all. And so, yeah, I mean, it was that, you know, all the way up to 2014 is when I moved to Nashville. But that whole time, I mean, that kind of night in Air Church is kind of my true north for, you know, my why, you know, why I want to do it. And, and uh, that, I mean, that one show, I mean, it really was the turning point for me. So. Now, coming up in Athens, I know you're a big Dogs fan, and I hear you're a Braves fan, and that's welcome to Braves country. We're on the Atlanta Braves radio network. We wanted to ask you all about that. Uh, first of all, you got to tell us, uh, we, we heard, or I guess everybody knows, that you were on the Dogs coaching staff when you were in Athens. Tell us all about that, man. Yeah, so when I was uh, when I was a freshman, you know, I, my, my, two, my two dreams growing up were, number one, which I, I'm, not even, I'm not kidding about this, number one, my first dream was, play baseball for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> I love it. And then I realized that that wasn't going to happen. And so 
my other dream was to play football at University of Georgia. That was even less likely to happen. So um, my third dream was like, well, let me just do something with the football team. So I went to I went to Athens. Uh, I started working with the actually just by a chance meeting somebody, and I went to the football complex one day and asked about a job. And this uh, person who was already kind of working in one in one of those student assistant positions had just gotten let go of and i don't even remember the reason um but anyway i got an interview sight unseen that day and then i got i got the job so uh, what i did was uh, i was a i was equipment manager but i also was like a student assistant that worked with the like on field with the quarterbacks so i was coach bobo's kind of right hand man and i would go go on you know set up all the drills of practice kind of run practice for him as far as for the quarterbacks and uh i would always be the guy if we needed somebody to kind of run routes while the receivers are doing other stuff, I was running those routes. So I had to know all the routes and the route tree and all that. And also had to, uh, you know, I, went, I, went, I traveled with the team and, um, and I got an SEC championship ring. And, what? That's yeah, amazing. A, in 2005. And I've got a, uh, sugar bowl ring. I've got, I've got like a letterman's ring. Yeah. So, you know, and I stayed and got a grad, I stayed for my master's. So they, I was a graduate assistant after that as well. Dude, that's super cool. How many people that have been involved with the program and then moved on into country music have, have a master's degree? Because I would, I would venture to say it's probably few and far between. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Matt Stell has one too. And so we always are like, we're the unicorns here on music road with our, <laughs> that's right. You know, we're not using it. I mean, but um, you are, I disagree. I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we are using it, but as far as like, oh, I got this job because of my degree or whatever, right. I definitely not doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as, you know, I tell people too, I mean, I get to live, I, I'm living my second dream right now. I got to live out a dream working for Georgia. I mean, they paid for my dang masters to stay and all that, you know, and got to go on the football field, you know, work with the, with that, with the team every day. And then was on the sidelines during the games. And, you know, and now I'm getting to live a whole different dream. So, you know, most people don't get to live out one. I get to live two. So I'm pretty lucky. Dude, the good Lord, uh, he works in mysterious ways, man. He knows where you need to be and, and puts you where you're Absolutely. supposed to be. Absolutely. Now those rings, I'd be wearing those rings all the Son. time. You don't wear them on stage, man. Come on. Man, they're too daggum. Just too daggum big, which is a good problem to have, I guess. But um, no, I, I, I usually don't. I pull them out a couple times if, you know, if I'm going to a wedding or, um, you know, maybe here and there on a date situation, depending on the depending on the date. You know what I mean? Like what? It, mm-hmm. You know, you got to throw that on to try to impress them a little bit. But, yes, you know. sir. That's a well thought uh, man. Yeah, no, I used to put up. So you have a screening process. You're like, you know, you talk to a lady. You're like, uh, are you a dogs fan? Okay, we can go out on a date. And then, <laughs> you, and then you show up with all these rings on, and you're like, look at this. What you don't have to be a dog. She don't have to be a dog fan, but a deal breaker is being a Florida fan. Oh, uh, right. yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Cannot put up with all, any of that nonsense. I am so no. with you. Gosh, and it's so funny, man, because I used to. Because I grew up in northwest Georgia, up in Dalton, just on the uh, Tennessee line, just south of Chattanooga. And and everybody was either a Georgia fan or a Tennessee fan. So I hated Tennessee. And then I moved yep. to Alpharetta about, uh, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. My, I almost have a soft spot for Tennessee a little bit. And my hatred has been evenly divided up between Auburn and Florida. Because I can't stand either one of them. Gosh, it's a terrible day when they win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not an Auburn fan either. My my drummer, he went to Auburn, so we're always poor fella. Every year on the Georgia game, we're normally before you know. Besides last year, we normally were on the road mm-hmm. you know, during that game, the day of that game, and so we would always watch it 
uh, not together. We'd have kind of sometimes we we watched it together a few times. We went to the game together a few times, but luckily Auburn's never won while we've been there together. So that's good news. For the most part, the last ten years, I've got to kind of I've got most of the bragging rights. So now, Ray Fulter, uh, thanks for joining us on Braves Country. We hear you're a big Braves fan. Tell us all about that as well. What what, what does the Atlanta Braves like, mean to you? My first love in sports. I mean, it was the Atlanta Braves, and I remember. You know, when I say that, you know, when I say I was a Atlanta Braves fan, my mom and dad would tell you right here, like when I was even in like middle school, my I would come home after school and if I had baseball practice or whatever, and I would sit Indian style in front of the TV and watch the entire Braves game, even as like a young kid that, you know, had a maybe not a huge attention span. And I remember, um, you know, getting to go to a couple of Braves games. You know, dad would take us to one or two a year, and I was a kid, like, I literally, I would take my headphones as a kid mm-hmm. and listen to broadcast while the game's being played. I mean, I kept up with all the, and I still do, you know, I love the trade deadline stuff and like, you know, just, you know, and it got, it was, you know, it was easy to be a Braves fan because we were in contention every year and we were, we were on that streak of division titles. Man, I don't know. There's just something to me about the Braves and, and baseball and being a Braves fan. And, and uh, I basically, I was a Braves fan before, but when I was kind of old enough to be a real fan and understand what was going on, though, was kind of, you know, when Chipper, Chipper's first year where he tore his ACL and then like the next year during the comeback and then we won the, you know, the, the World Series and all that. And uh, actually I have on the back of my, we have these like sheets of uh with my picture on the front and facts on the back of it that we give to like kind of radio people and stuff and one of my like one of the fun facts on there is that i can still name the starting nine for the 95 uh world series and all the starting pitchers and probably most of the lineup but um man i was just like a, a lineup kind of geek back then even as a kid like you know we play in the lefty versus the righty today or we're gonna stick you know whoever it was and um you know we're we gonna play randall simon today or we're we gonna go with the right i mean yeah so great man that's so awesome so now i feel like i need to challenge you yeah yeah let's just dude run through the lineup real quick yeah starting i mean that's that's pretty impressive (laughs) you remember because i don't know that i can yeah yeah early out here but i think i can go uh let's see i'll be behind the plate javi lopez um uh fred mcgriff first base um no not fred mcgriff uh first base uh in 95 yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be like Mike Kelly, I think, played in left field. They did like a platoon deal. Yeah, with Polonia. Yeah, Polonia. And then uh, second base, Mark Lempe, Jeff Blauser, Chipper. And then it was uh, Mattis Glavin, Smoltz, Avery, Kent Merker. Buddy. There you go. Nailed it. I love Nailed it. it. And, on the, and, and run the whole thing from the bench, sir. Oh, shoot. Let's see. Oh man, yeah. The bench, I said, that's why I said start nine. No, start nine. I, well, no, 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 no. I meant that. I, I was just trying mm-hmm. to get you your chance to say and managing the team on the bench there. The great, oh, yeah, the legendary Bobby Cox. That's my favorite Ain't guy. Nobody better, man. He is absolutely amazing. Where do you think the Braves are headed this season, man? Because they, you know, they they started out slow, bouncing back, and and had a five game lead. I think we're at three games as as the as man, we talk today. To be totally honest, I think with all the the attrition and all the bad luck that's kind of hit us this year from injuries and then the unfortunate deal with uh, Azuna, to be where they're at, I think has been maybe Snickers' best managing job mm-hmm. and the end with those three additions of uh, Duvall, Rosario, and Solaire. I mean, those guys, and honestly, they're making they're making uh, Alex look like a genius because totally those three guys are playing so good. I think that if we were to go and win the division, I think. This will be Snicker and the GM's best managing job, I think, so far. Because, my gosh, think about Soroka out. Yeah, Acuna you know, gets hurt. Thought he'd be back. Gone. Acuna out for the year. Ozuna, you know, out terrible. Out for the situation. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
out for the year and just kind of the patchwork outfield and just the different guys that have had to play and still we have a three game lead yeah it's incredible it's like pretty you know pants off to those guys because that's uh that could have gone the other way real fast oh it totally could have you know it's funny i was just telling scott a minute ago the braves show up in so many songs that that people mm-hmm. i know that, that there's you know uh we didn't have much the new justin moore single is yeah. you know, win or lose or cheer for the braves you go back to tim mcgraw back in the day you see the braves play a game all year i mean the braves get ran uh, lee bryce uh, i drive your truck he talks about the uh you know the braves hat sitting on the um on the dashboard so the braves get brought up so much in country music why do you think that is i think because for such a long period of time the braves were on the braves were america's team they were on tbs and like especially anybody in the southeast for the most part for a long time growing up was just, it was just the braves down there mm-hmm. and so you know i think it was america's team and and uh because it was broadcast on national and so i mean i've met people at shows who did i meet i meet race met recently somebody from out west that were just they were braves fans because oh i went so i was on radio tour and i went to a braves mets game at city field nice and the only other braves fan it wasn't out west it was up northeast and uh i met some other braves fans and they were like yeah i mean we you know we're in the mets and the yankees backyard but we want to be you know different and the braves were you know on tbs and so we just became braves fans and like i ran into so many people across the country that are braves fans because they were it was another team that they were able to watch um you know and so they're, they're in a couple of my songs too but you know i don't know it was hard to get cooler than the 95 braves hallelujah know? ain't no doubt about it man they're the best top hey, ray, hey ray fulcher speaking of the 95 braves uh, i go way back with your manager neil mason who of course is also oh, yeah. a, a wonderful musician in his own right he's a fantastic phenomenal drummer for the cadillac three and now he's uh, branching into management and i looks like y'all are working really well together he told me uh the other day when we were talking about the show that uh that i should ask you about a cameo video that you got from tom glavin when you signed your record deal what what was that about yeah man i got a cameo from tom glavin it was pretty awesome he was just saying congrats and uh to uh hit it out of the park man that was pretty awesome to get um but yeah, Tom's one of my favorites, and uh, you know, especially from that era of Braves. And so, yeah, I got a, you know, one day I got kind of a notification on my phone. I was like, what's this? Yeah, and it was Tom Gladden congratulating me. So, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Really awesome. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Going back uh, briefly to the way the Braves show up in songs, you have a song that means a whole lot to me because uh, my dad passed a few years ago, but uh, he and I were Georgia fans together. We were Braves fans together. Your, your song, Love Your Son, Go Dogs, man, the first time I heard that, and I'm not trying to be a big old wuss and everybody think I'm Mr. Emotional because I'm typically you know, just a guy's guy. But the first time I heard that song, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You bawled, didn't you? I, well, I didn't, but let me tell you, that my, my, it got watery. Yeah. The eyes got watery. It's a and tough one. My, my wife makes fun of me because I'm I'm the, you know, the I guess the more sensitive one of the group. She always gives me a hard time about it. But, right. you know, she's with me, and she's like, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, yes, the song is it's tearing me up. Quit asking me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Quit talking about it. I mean, it's a great song. It really says it all. And, and what does it mean to you that so many people are kind of connected with that song man it means the world to me you know and i think my dad and i are the same way i mean now you know we were just talking yesterday and we were talking about you know the dogs and and it was always the braves and dogs for us growing up and watching watching those teams together and uh you know and so it means a lot to me personally and so for it to mean a lot to other people and connect with them it's like even just the icing on the cake you know man and, and i always tell people and i'm glad that people have kind of seem to kind of recognize this it's never been a it's never been a song about georgia or the dogs it's always just been a like a father-son song mm-hmm. for me I mean, it was the dogs and but for other people it's somebody else and so I, I've, I've always hoped like all right i hope these people see what see it for that versus like oh it's a song about the georgia bulldogs you know of course for me and my dad it is but uh you know and i've had a lot of people message me over time and just go like man i hate the dogs but i love this song you know and <laughs> Because it says dogs doesn't change it at all for me, and I so I'm happy about that. Can I tell you another song that does that exact same thing for me? That that I think that you're trying to set up for other people. For me, Alabama's my home's in Alabama. Oh, that man. song gives me cold chills, and it does exactly because it's all about where I'm from. It doesn't matter that they're talking about Alabama and that I'm born in Georgia. It, that song does exactly what you're describing for me. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, I love that song. And for me, it, it, my home's in Alabama. But yeah, they do it in a way to where you kind of like feel like it ain't even about Alabama, you know. So yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. And uh, and I didn't realize you didn't write it. Ben Hayslip, who is uh, part of the Peach yeah. Pickers, only song I've ever put out that I didn't write, but it was Ben Hayslip, Jordan Walker, one my friend who actually I wrote when it rains, when it rains it pours with with Luke. They wrote it, and Jordan sent it to me, and it was the one song ever that I liked was like, all right, I can cut this because I literally, even if I would have wrote this, I would have wrote it the exact same way. And Jordan, kind of the way that he got the idea was, was kind of just here being around me. He's a Texas fan, but being around me and like the way that I love the dogs and all. And I think he realized, man, it would be great to write a song like this for like a Georgia guy. And actually he wrote it. You know, it was on it was on hold with Luke Bryan for a while, and for some reason Luke didn't cut it. I thought I thought he was pretty crazy for not cutting it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, I I heard that it was uh, used on the CBS uh, football broadcast the other day. Did you or, hear that? Yeah, it was. Uh, was kind of last year it may still be used some i don't know but i know last year it was i mean did you get to see that what was it like to to have that yeah. happen yeah i mean it was like you know being a guy who loves college football and stuff and i was it was very very surreal and, and it was pretty awesome make a hair on your back your neck stand up yeah it was, it was something else man oh i love it hey dude what do you miss about being in athens georgia uh besides the pretty co-eds all <laughs> everywhere hey yes sir yeah no 
I think Athens, I was telling somebody about this the other day, I think Athens is to me the, the quintessential college town. The atmosphere and just the, you know, when you think college campuses, I think of that arch right there going to North Campus and across the street, that, you know, the, the string of bars and, you know, what I, and, and I've had people say, you know, I miss Athens before and I do miss the town, but what I really miss the most is going to college there and I miss the people that I did that with. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I miss those, those times that you can only truly get while you're in college. And even when you go back, you can almost get there, but it's just, you know, nothing will ever kind of replace those times. But I just, yeah, I miss just the, uh, there's something about Athens, Georgia, that's hard to put your finger on, but it's like a little piece of college heaven. And, uh, especially in the fall. And I, I always say like, there there's not a better place on earth than a Saturday in Athens about late October when the leaves are changed and the air is kind of, you know, crisp and cold or getting colder, man, that's when they, when God made college football, that's he started there, I think. So yeah, no doubt about it, man. I'm right there with you. You know, the CMA award nominees came out and, and Eric church leads the pack with the most nominations uh, along with uh, Chris Stapleton. How about the fact that a song that you, you've been nominated with, uh, even though I'm leaving, you know, it's, Dude, that has to be one of those moments when when something like that happens because that's I break it down as to you know getting a CMA nomination, winning a CMA or or an ACM for that matter too. But then you know playing the Grand Ole Opry, there's those moments in an yeah. artist's life that you check the box, man. I can't believe that just happened, and for that to happen just recently for you has to be uh, pretty fresh in your mind still. Yeah, man, that was you know getting that call was unreal. I mean, that's one of those that's kind of the Super Bowl for a songwriter, right? You know, so song of the year, CMA song years like the highest honor period and so yeah i mean i remember i was so taken aback that i, I canceled my writing session that day just because i was like you know what i have a hard time sometimes of like appreciating the moments why they're here because i'm so i'm working so hard on mm-hmm. all right well, what's what's and that day i made it a, a conscious effort to go no you just got a cma nomination for song of the year you're going to talk you're going to take the day off and you're going to enjoy this and so that's what i did you know, we didn't wind up, wind up winning, but for me, it was such a huge win. Just getting nominated is a win. And I think that song, you know, went five times, I think five weeks, number one at the radio, but I think way more important than that, the amount of people that song has touched compares with, like, compares with no other song that I've ever written. Even the number ones, even the big songs, like, that's the one that we've gotten so many calls and so many messages about, you know, people going through hard times with their, you know, losing their father, losing their uncle, losing their brother, losing their son, losing their whatever. Um, the, you know, messages about without this song, I wouldn't have got through it. So, man, what a, uh, and I've heard so many stories of messages people send online or in my meet and greet lines from people that know that I've written this song, even though I haven't, even though Luke put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, that was, that was real special. Hey, Ray Fulter, uh, also wanted to say that, uh, on that call with Neil Mason the other day, he also told me that you have two songs that you co-wrote on the new Zach Brown record. Yep, I do. I wrote the title track, Come Back, and I think, uh, that one's kind of quintessential Zach Brown, man. It's, uh, really cool, up-tempo, and it was something that he kind of wanted to say and get out, you know, and, and I love that, you know, I won't spoil it, but I love the kind of the hook line and the way that it all kind of, the comeback title kind of makes sense, um, kind of comes full circle, and then there's one called Any Day Now, which I think is probably one of my favorite songs, the songs that I've written in the last two years, probably. It's a very honest, very kind of vulnerable place for the singer to be in, I think, um, you know, and that song kind of came from, you know, part of that song's got a little bit of my story in it, and one that, that Zach, you know, really kind of clung to, but um, that song is, I think, making no predictions here, but I feel like that song is special. So. Yeah, well, no, I look, it, it, you seem to have a knack for writing special songs, so I, I think that's that's a pretty good thing to, uh, to to have that gut feeling and that instinct. And I know you wrote a uh, song called Better Than Me 
Yeah. And and Riley Green cut it, and he had Randy Owen on it. We were talking about Alabama a little bit earlier. Did you get a chance to meet Randy? And how was it hearing him sing a song that you wrote? Because, dude, much like I was talking about, they're my, one of my favorite bands of all time, Alabama. They're just legendary to me. Yeah, no, I didn't get a chance to uh, meet Randy, but, you know, that was another one of those moments that uh, you just stop and go like, wait a second, Randy Owen singing on a song I wrote? You know, and I've <laughs> You know, a few of those moments over yeah. time. So that, that's definitely one of them, and, and I look forward to, to hopefully meeting him. I'm a huge Alabama fan, too. Oh, my, my gosh, yeah. Back home, he's from Tuscumbia, Alabama, originally, and he just an Alabama freak, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, do, to meeting him. Yeah, I think you'll get to uh, probably sooner rather than later. Those guys are out and about, thankfully, again. It's great to right. see them when, yeah. they, when they're when they on tour, and, man, anytime they get close, I go see them. I've seen them a dozen times in my, in my life and would see them a dozen more if I get a chance but moving to faith because that seems to be a theme that uh, that we've kind of touched on a little bit uh and the good lord knows better than me it's a um you know it seems like you're letting your faith shine through in a song like that did you raise in church go to church still go to church uh, oh, yes. faith yes. important to you I, I think it probably is but uh but i think it's worth asking raised in church and went to harlem baptist church growing up and you know it's really you know like i said i'm on the road right now for four i think four weeks straight you know and so we're on the bus and all i you know i don't get to go to church as much right now because of how crazy it is and i'm never just never home um but i'm always kind of find my own way to go to church you know and i think whether that's read the bible or whether that's kind of reflecting or praying yeah. or, or always kind of doing that and uh, i really spent part of the, the end part of 2020 trying to get kind of better at that and so but yes it is important to me and i don't think that any of this is possible you know without the good lord and i think that is a sentiment that was in that song you know that i, that I think that i've tried to kind of learn and, and grab a hold to over time is you know the good lord knows better to me and, and just trying to trust the process and and be at peace with that and um whatever that thing going on in your life is and uh and i think that's that's really important i think none of this is possible without him and so yeah man, me too you know and i think that's uh for me that's really important to kind of give that uh credit and that glory yeah over. no you're 100 percent right now that, that doesn't mean uh we, you know we're all gonna do it always right because let me tell you i i will um I, i'll mess it up daily and let me tell you if there is a bourbon and coke in front of me i'm gonna drink it 100 <laughs> Honestly, so yeah. <laughs> Ray also wanted to ask you, man, what's it like being out there with your friend Luke Combs on this big tour? Like you just said, you're out there for four weeks, and, and what is the biggest thing you've learned from working with and riding with Luke Combs? Yeah, I mean, being on this tour out here with him is unbelievable. You know, to be on a tour this big is like, how crazy is that? But to be on one of your best friends that you've written all these songs with, I don't think you could draw it up any better. What are the some of the biggest things you've learned from working with uh, oh, yeah. for, with Luke Sorry. Combs? Uh, yeah, Luke, you know, he's been so good about just how he conducts his business and keeping just the same even kill the whole time and you know I've, I've been able to pick his brain on just recently when i went to radio tour you know kind of how was that how was radio tour luke and, and kind of tell me about that which a lot of it i only have to ask because i've just watched him over time and how he's handled everything and he's handled everything so well and i think it shows you know what i mean and, um and i think what's the biggest thing i've learned from him is authentically be yourself in your music and also whether things are going great or they're not be the same guy because he's the same guy right now i promise you right this second the same guy as he was when we were writing songs when we were driving around his 98 dodge neon ordering <laughs> off the menu at mcdonald's writing the song because that's literally all we could afford the same exact guy you know dan is now so i love that now are y'all continuing to write new songs together and do you write on tour or do y'all uh, wait till you get home we are 
we are we are continuing to do that. I mean, as far as right now, this second on tour is probably kind of a little tough, um, uh, you know, as far as the next few weeks. But we probably will write some more later this year, and then definitely kind of top of next year we'll be writing a bunch. So. That's awesome, man. It's so cool. Well, look, we're about to get ready to wrap up here and let you get back to it. Spending some time out on the road is going to be so awesome for you, man. I, I'm so delighted that um, that you're doing what you're doing. And uh, I, one before we let you go, we always talk about this with every everybody that comes on Braves Country is the best places you like to eat when you out whether it's in nashville whether it's in atlanta or athens or wherever you've been across braves country best places to go eat i was just on my radio rep the other day about this i got to go to the varsity when i go to atlanta and i'm so i I was a little distraught that they tore down the one in athens to be honest with you i was a little upset about that (laughs) Um, and a blind pig tavern in athens also if you eat something a little nicer um in athens is uh what's it called the uh Oh man, what's that down down on Clayton Street at the end there? Um, Maybe the last resort. The last resort. Buddy. Must yeah, go, buddy. Scott. Let's hey, go. I tell you what. Hey, that's the place you want to put on your rings and take one of them ladies. I tell you what. Right, that's a good spot to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, on the other end of that is is the, the Blind Pig Tavern in Athens, and yeah, Atlanta, the Varsity. Um, oh, also the the uh, I did a radio visit in the back corner of this place. When I tell you what it is. You're going to be like, what the heck? This is not where you'd be able to play songs mm-hmm. at the Capitol Grill in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's high end. I mean, I, yeah, I was in there, you know, with a radio, visiting a radio station, and they put us in this back room when I played some songs, and um, we had lunch there. And really nice, but that, that's such a cool. It's almost, you know, anything with history I'm yeah. into. Yeah. That, you know, that kind of, uh, that place is really cool. Um, and I, you know, you know, I, I hadn't really, I'm not one to really turn down a good meal, so I could go on and on, but those are, those are <laughs> I know what you mean. It's funny that you bring up, because we talked to Brantley Gilbert uh, last Tuesday, and Brantley was sharing his same concern and, and, and displeasure at the varsity being torn down uh, in Athens. Man, how crazy. could how could that happen? It just seems uh, it seems like it should be illegal to do. It's like tearing down the yeah. Statue of Liberty or something. You can't do that. What are they putting there? Do we even know? I I, I have no better, idea. It better be a bigger varsity. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If anybody's got any sense. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> That's right. It's funny. So in Nashville, and I'll leave you with this before we uh, before we completely wrap. Is in Nashville. Have you ever been to Brown's Diner? I have. Yep. I love, <laughs> love it. Love it, dude. Your heart will explode, but it's so great. I did not know that anyone else knew about Brown's Diner. So that's awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, Lauren and Lena, when when she was on, and I, Laura is from Rossville, and I'm from Dalton. We're from right there in the same area, and she was on with us, and we talked about that same thing. It's funny how that's such a niche place that it's almost underground. <laughs> But it, but it's not at all underground. Everybody knows about it, but nobody knows about it. Yeah, like uh, most, most tourists don't, but most locals do. But it's one of those where you're always like, man, I thought I was the only one that knew about that place, kind of thing, you know. Until you, <laughs> exactly. People you know there, and you're like, well, I guess they ain't a secret after all. Yeah, so. that's right. But it's so good. It'll, it'll probably explode your heart. But man, you'll be happy as you go down. As the ship sinks, you'll be happy. Man, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us here on Braves Country on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Uh, you're welcome to come by the Braves Radio Network studios anytime. We're here at Truist Park. If you ever want to get to a game, not that you need our help, but if you do, we're always more than happy to help you get there. And uh, next time, if you're through this way, man, bring a guitar and uh, let's play some music and do it again. I'd absolutely love to. I mean, I like I said, I grew up just listening to the Braves. You know, anytime I couldn't be in front of a TV, my my Walkman or my radio was on. So, you know, to be here on Braves Country, it makes a lot. So thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. It's our pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank we're, you. All, we're all just on Skip Carey's Airways right now. It's That's amazing. It. Right. It? That's it. That's it, baby. Yeah, dude, it's big times. But, uh, but really, man, thank you so much for your time. And, um, gosh, dude, uh, it's funny, man, because I, I do this gig 
with uh, with Dickey Broadcasting and the Braves Radio yeah. Network, but I'm also at 101.5. Been there for 20 years, yeah. man. I did mornings there forever, and we probably have a, a lot of the same acquaintances. It's funny. I reached out to Drew Parker. to We follow each other on Twitter, and I just reached out to Drew and said, hey, man, will you come on this podcast? And I introduced myself, and he was like, man, I used to listen to you going to high school. And, and yeah. it, was, it was one of those moments you're like, oh, my God, are you serious? That's so funny. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it is so cool. And he and he's such a great kid, and his, he's blowing up, too. Are you guys, are, do you know Drew at all? Me and Drew are really good friends. Oh, nice. Drew, I was Drew's first co-write in Nashville. Really? Okay. So Drew and I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're really, really good friends. I, he, he, I made my Grand Ole Opry debut a few months ago, but he made his last week. And I was like, mm-hmm. I went to watch him and then went backstage with him. And all. man, yeah, we're, we're great buddies. Dude, he is a great kid. Well, look, man, enjoy your time on tour. God bless you. Continued success. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, man. See Thanks, you, buddy. You. Go Braves. Go Braves. This episode of Braves Country was sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 